0: You're listening to the Superpower Podcast, Superpower Kids Edition, where author, philanthropist, and Superpower Kids founder, Neva Lee Rekla inspires kids to discover
1: their superpowers and change the world.
0: Hi, kids. This is your Superpower Kid, Neva Lee Rekla and today we have on our show a celebrity guest, Reef Kareem, and I'm super excited. Today, we'll be talking with Reef about life design for successful entrepreneurs. So, Reef is a neut- neuroscientist, and he's a human behavior expert. He, his power statement is, be, don't be afraid to show who you really are. And he's been on Oprah, Dr. Oz, CNN, and many, many more TV shows. And most importantly, he's a storyteller, and he's a life designer, and he helps people design their lives. So without further ado, will you help me welcome our very cool guest, Reef Kareem. Hi, Reef.
1: Hi. How are you doing? Thank you for having me.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on my show. I'm super excited. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so um, what are your superpowers?
1: So I've been fortunate enough to have a bunch of experiences and training that all combined gives me one special superpower. So wow. my superpower is I'm like an emotional detective. And I can, yeah, it's cool, right? And I mm-hmm. can figure out what's what's stopping somebody from achieving the life that they want. What are those yeah. obstacles and how do you transform yourself past those obstacles? Yeah. My background is I'm a medical doctor and Ooh. I'm a psychiatrist and I have specialty training in relationships and addiction and personal development. And I'm also Indian, which I think gives me a little instant spiritual street cred and I can like see into people. Yeah, right? Thumbs up on that. Thumbs up. The combination just helps me really understand and read people well.
0: That's cool. I really like that. Yeah, I think it's important, especially what you're doing is figuring out what's stopping people from being who they are. Because with me, it's like, How are you living life if you're not who you are, you know? That's why um, I talk a lot on my show about if people are criticizing me, because I've been criticized many a times, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: how I don't take it as much as an offense as I do as it's teaching me. Like, it's teaching me to love myself even more, you know? Um, So what does life designer mean?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. So, life designer essentially means someone that can be your guide, and that guide could be in person, it could be online, it could be speaking at live oh. events. It's it's somebody who uh, you know I've had the opportunity to to blend neuroscience, psychology, philosophy spirituality and creativity into a platform so i have this platform on how to design your life utilizing those methods and it's a six-step platform and it's that's really helped a lot of people and i i want people to be able to to find their authentic selves and and also able to express it because so many people are afraid to express themselves i mean you're you're fortunate you're you're eight years old and you're sitting here in, in the heart of your expression. Dressed the way you're dressed, doing what you're doing. You know, you're ahead of your time. And I wish more adults could express themselves the way that yeah. you're expressing yourself now.
0: Well, thank you. There's a lot of people that they're scared to be themselves mm-hmm. because they don't know what other people think about them. And I, um, I look back about who I used to be. And I used to be really shy. I didn't I didn't like to talk and stuff because I used to be really afraid. Like, what the heck what if people judge me? And now I think, so what? If I'm being me, I love me, I'm okay with who I am, who cares about what the world thinks, you know?
1: Yeah, it takes a lot of courage to do that. (laughs) A lot of
0: courage. It's really hard.
1: And especially when you get I think when for kids it's a little easier to stop the patterns like we develop these patterns what what in the psychology world the conditioning uh fear conditioning that you develop over time and i think for kids if they have good role models good parenting and they're they're courageous they can stop those patterns but like for adults there are so many adults that have just been beat up and beat up over their fears getting what they want and being scared and having all these pressures that they they become like zombies. You know, they're just like, they're mummies they're just walking like walking, like, in like a
0: tv show like you, you have to be told what to say
1: yeah and they're on autopilot and i just want to shake them and like wake them up so I, I feel like it's possible and that's that's what i've dedicated my life to is transforming people to oh. move past where they are now and to achieve what they're looking for
0: that's awesome so what is it like to be on tv because i I still have a dream. of am getting on TV, so I'm very curious.
1: Well, I, I think you're uh, you're far along your way. You know, being on TV is really cool. I've had I've had the opportunity to do it as as a doctor, like being on you know Oprah and Larry King mm-hmm. and, and the Today Show, things like that. And I've had the opportunity to be on TV as an actor and as a comic. So where Ooh. I'm playing other people, like in characters. Or I'm playing myself, but I'm making people laugh. So <laughs> I, it's they're, they're all completely different experiences. Like when you're on TV being an expert, <laughs> you have an opportunity in a big, big picture perspective to change people's opinions, to inform, yeah. inform people, to guide people. Um, in, in whatever it is that, that they're suffering the opiate crisis, um, you know, their, their confidence and their self-worth, you know, their relationships, their family life, whatever it is. And when you're playing a character, it's really cool because, you know, you can, I, I always say you can never have enough experiences in one lifetime. So when you're playing somebody else, like you're playing the king of a country, or you know, you're playing like a peasant, or you're playing a mafia person, or you're playing like you know, you get in the mind of that kind of person, and yeah. you try to become that person while you're on camera, and that's really fun.
0: That's yeah, really cool. Something I tell people, especially my parents, is I say I want to go on a TV show or a movie just so I can beat someone up.
1: <laughs> you want to be in a w- movie?
0: Yeah, I want to be in like a. Cool stunt movie because you can do drastic things, but you actually don't hurt yourself or anybody else. You know,
1: the cape when you do it. Yes. Yeah, Definitely. you're gonna be in full costume. Yes. Girl <laughs> power is working very well in movies right now. Like action heroes that are women are really taking off. So, I yeah, see that happening.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I noticed with myself if. I'm like that, where like I say that. Um, so sometimes, what I tell people is, I've, I say if I'm ever in a, like in a situation where I actually need to be tough and powerful and beat someone up, mm-hmm. I will do that, like because I trust my body. But then I also know that if I'm not in that situation, I don't, I don't have to do that, you know.
1: Yeah, it's it's like you have the superpower but you don't need to share it with the world unless you really need to share it. It's like, exactly. And it gives you that inner confidence. I think that's a really good point. Like yeah. when people develop whatever their superpower is, it's like this internal confidence that they walk around yes. life with and they don't need to put it out there unless they need to put it out there, but mm-hmm. it gives you a lot of self-esteem, self-worth and confidence.
0: I agree. So we actually need to take a quick break but we've been talking with Dr. Reef Kareem about life design and successful entrepreneurs. We'll be right back.
1: Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The superpower net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the superpower net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more.
0: Okay, we're back and we've been talking with Dr. Reef Kareem about life design for successful entrepreneurs. So, Um, really fast. When you were a kid, did you, did you design your life? Did you always know that you were a life designer?
1: It's a good question. My story is that no, I did not have any say in my life growing up. And I think that's how I became who I am today is that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, in my family, my, my family was first generation immigrants you're from overseas. Originally I'm Indian and I'm the eldest son in an Indian family. And my parents are like the day I was born, my dad made an announcement to like all these relatives and he was like, everyone gather around, gather around. I have decided he will be a doctor. And everyone starts clapping. He's like, nurse, when will he be delivered? Like he claimed I was going to be a doctor before I was born.
0: So were you even bored? was even born
1: yet and like people would cut you know like my dad would creep up to my crib late at night and he would whisper doctor 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 every halloween they dress me up as a doctor every birthday i didn't get legos or like cool gifts i got medical equipment like for your fifth birthday we got you an otoscope so you can look at people's ears like it was ridiculous
0: how is a five-year-old supposed to learn how to be a doctor no, right, and and, and what a five year old
1: wants to be a doctor. So, but there, they want to be an I know, or like anything, and so anything else, anything else. So I was forced to, you know, and I was a really creative kid. I could I could dance, I could play music. I was a really good actor. I would do like these comedic videos. And I really wanted to go into the arts and the creative world. But my mm-hmm. parents were like, no, you're gonna be a doctor, you're gonna be a doctor. And the reason is Was
0: one of them a doctor?
1: Yeah. My dad's director of research at I a,
0: think
1: a exactly. My mom's a nurse and they know medicine. So when I popped out and I was like this creative kid, they thought I was like an alien. They were like, What what is this thing? We don't know what this thing is. And it was just like a foreign concept to them. So they went out of their way to redirect me into the career that they felt was safe and derivative mm-hmm. and normal. And the word normal drives me insane. I think it is. Really- Finally someone. Yes.
0: That gets me. It is the worst.
1: I mean, outside of swear words, it is like the worst word in the English. It is. It it
0: is like, in my house, if someone calls me an alien, someone calls me weird, someone calls me crazy. Like, my friends are calling me crazy, and I'm like, thank you. That's the nicest thing I've heard all day. Like, to me, normal is offensive.
1: I agree. It's it's one of the most limiting words that you can possibly say to someone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, by saying, I just wish I was normal, essentially you're saying, I'm giving up on my life, I'm giving up on my individuality, I'm giving up on my ability to be different and unique, and I just want to fit in like everybody
0: else. (laughs) Exactly. Like, I'd rather be myself and not fit in than not be myself and everyone talk to me, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, as you are speaking, I just got um, a hit to share this with you. So, when I was still in my mom's stomach, um, a lot of people would stop her, in, like, in the streets and stuff when they were walking and say, do you know who you're birthing? And she would go back and talk to my dad and be like, am I birthing Jesus? <laughs> and fun st- I have two really funny stories when I was little. First one, I think we're in a, like a market or something. Mm-hmm. And this little girl, I would say she's around 10 or something. She comes up, picks me up, and tries to walk out of the store with me. What? And like I was like two and the mom starts crying. Not my mom, but her mom starts falling. Yeah. And they're your speaking mom, your another like, okay. language. <laughs> yeah, she, she was okay. She knew I was fine. Yeah. And and they're speaking another language and I think they're speaking Spanish because my mom understands it. Okay. And like saying, put the baby down and if and my mom like knew I was okay and I'm just like okay. <laughs> and so it's really weird that this girl like legit had to have me. Wow. And yeah, and there's another time where my mom was holding me, and she kind of, and this woman comes up to her and says, "Can I touch her? Is she is she real?" And mom goes, "My daughter." She's like, "Can I touch her?" And she so she's touching me and stuff, like wondering if I'm a doll. Wow, and it's so weird to hear that. And there's actually been times where I've been, like, at networking events and people, people have legit, like, not even knew I was there. And there's a mean? time where, like, I was sitting down and my woman was talking with, this woman was talking with my dad. She reaches across from me, like, all the way over me. Like, my, if I'm sitting, she would sit her arm over me to put her drink down like not even saying excuse me or anything i'm like wow dude i'm thinking to myself do you know i do i know do you know i exist yeah. hello do you know i'm breathing <laughs> you know so that's why um but part of the reason i do what i do is i feel like sometimes kids they're not treated like humans you know they're Sweet. treated cuz you're little you aren't treated you don't get to be treated the way adults do you know so, it's, yeah. it, that's why I do what I do. So, I would like to share with you, I'm writing a book called yeah. When Pigs Fly, and right. it's actually a parent's guide to inspire, young, to inspire young entrepreneurs, and I'm teaching parents in that book, in order for your kid to do amazing things and believe in themselves and do it, the amazing things they want to do, your parent, the parent has to believe in their kids first, mm-hmm. because... I'm do- I'm writing a book, I'm creating a course, I'm doing a podcast, I'm doing a bunch of things, but if my parents didn't believe me, I wouldn't be able to do it, yeah. so I- I'm teaching parents on how to do that, and fun fact, I've actually been talking with parents, I've talked to them before, I've told them like what I do, and they've actually said, oh, my kid can't do that. No. My kid can never pull that off. And that is legit the most irritating thing to ever he- come out of someone's mouth. Yeah, that's the word. It's like, and then I part of the reason I'm writing the book and saying what I say is because in, like, that's saying, that makes me think, I don't want to do this now. Because other kids are discriminated. They're put down because the parent thinks that they can't do it. You know, so... That's why I totally believe in younger, shorter people empowerment. You know,
1: and you know why those parents say that they don't. Why? The majority of the time, it has nothing to do with the kid. It's all <laughs> about the parent. The you parent know? doesn't believe in themselves, mm-hmm. and their kid is a reflection of them. So exactly. they don't believe in their kid.
0: So it's, not it's easier only, to take it out on someone else than yourself. Yeah, and not you only stone up to that kid
1: not getting the positive reinforcement, the change, which I think is really good, you're writing the book, the change needs to come from the parent and to empower that kid to be more courageous and live in discomfort a little bit and try new things.
0: Exactly. That is perfect. That's exactly what I believe. So um, when kids want to do amazing things in the world and their parents either don't know how to believe in them or they just don't. What advice do you have for them so that they can believe in themselves and they can do what they need to do?
1: It's really tough. Uh, you know, I I think that if you have a parent that, um, in my case, my parents were pretty negative about me doing creative things, and yeah. I think it really repressed that side of me, that creative side of me. They were terrified of me doing television. They were terrified of me dancing, of acting, of doing anything. So it took me a long time in my adult life to get courageous enough to get to the point where I could do it. So the first thing I would tell kids is it's never too late. Like the you could do it at 8, you could do it at 18, you could do it at 28, 38, 48. It's never too late. To follow your dreams. That's the first thing. Because your circumstances might make it where you can't do it at eight. Mm-hmm. Because of a monetary reason or a lack of support. Yeah, because
0: maybe you want to be like uh, an astronaut. You can't be eight eight years old to be an astronaut. Like that's illegal, you know? So <laughs> if you want to do something and away. sometimes you have to wait. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. So have patience and don't be afraid to wait. But a big thing is you have to develop resilience. Mm -hmm. So your ability to handle discomfort is literally like the key to success. Mm -hmm. Because if you can handle a little bit of, Ooh, I'm kind of nervous right now. I don't know how I'm going to do. I'm trying out this podcast thing and it's kind of scary right? Or I'm trying every
0: interview. I'm always scared that I'm going to mess up, but I keep on doing it because I love it.
1: Yeah. Or I've, I've wanted to try baseball, but I have no idea if I'm good at it or (sighs) I wanted to interview someone, but I don't, I'm really scared. This is an adult. What do I do with it? Like just being able to overcome your fears is so important. And you know, Mm -hmm. the third thing I would say is I've built an entire platform off of, The expression, say no to normal. Say no to normal. Don't be normal, be you. That's my book. That's my speaking, uh, my signature speaking talk. That's the TED talk I'm putting together. It's all about getting rid of the word normal. It should
0: even be a part of someone's vocabulary.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, you and I are mind melting here. Like We're in the exact same space on this word.
0: I'm, I'm now going to write a book called Normal Who.
1: There you go. There
0: <laughs> it's going to be my new book. Yeah. And, I, so we, and, and, you know, there's there's an entire science
1: to having this platform of wanting to be normal. Exactly. There's really like a normal mindset in your brain yeah. that needs to be completely changed and adjusted and transformed. Mm-hmm. To be able to take you to the place you want to go.
0: Yeah, Something I actually say in my book is, weird is my normal. that That's what I say. I and like it, it is. It.
1: Yeah. I like it.
0: So we actually need to do funny FaceTime. Okay. So you have to make your funniest face in three, wait, three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. So we're going to do... F- Fun supernova questions. Okay. It's like a supernova, but better. So, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. You have to answer these questions as fast as you can.
1: Okay. Ready? I don't have a key, but I have this thing. It's like I'm gonna wear it like a handkerchief. It's a. You can do that. Okay. Here we go. Ready?
0: Okay. What's your favorite color?
1: Light blue.
0: What's your favorite animal? Monkey. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be?
1: Ooh, that's hard. I really like Rio de Janeiro because I'm a dancer and I like Brazil for its passion.
0: I love that you're a dancer because I love to dance. Oh, really? And sing. Yes, that is I, me.
1: I dance more than I sing.
0: <laughs> I I would say I sing probably most of my days. Wow. If I'm not playing Minecraft or watching YouTube or play, or watching Netflix, I'm singing.
1: Or or hosting a podcast. As or name. hosting
0: a podcast. Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah,
1: just another day.
0: It's just a regular day. Yeah. Um, If you could have any superpower, what would it be in life? I,
1: the first thing that comes to my mind is either invisibility or flying, but I think my- You can
0: choose both because those are my two.
1: But I actually have a different one. Those are the two that first come to my mind. The superpower I'd like to have in the world is to be able to heal others through my voice. Ooh. Like, if I could just talk to people and heal them, that would be amazing.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I think people do that every day. So as long as you're coming from your heart and your mind, well, not your mind, because sometimes bad things come from that, but your heart and your soul, I think you can change the world through that.
1: That's the goal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And if you could say one thing to kids that are being bullied, what would it be?
1: That are being bullied. Find your identity, and what that means is find out who you are mm-hmm. by seeing what you like and what you're good at, and build a community of friends yep. around that thing that you're good at, exactly. and exactly like. because yep. that will that will shield you from mm-hmm. because then you have a strong <laughs> core, and people mm-hmm. can't penetrate that mental core.
0: Exactly, me, I have. Um, my my, what I love to do, and I have a lot of trouble finding friends that actually do what I do or believe in me. You know,
1: you mean that we're like so and do podcasts.
0: <laughs> exactly. So I have this one friend in particular that she's like the most. Her name is Callista. Um, she's the most loyal friend like you could ever have. Like she, like if. Our friend one time, our other friends were going to the pool. Mm-hmm. I said, "Are you going with them?" She said, "Not if you go." I said, "Well, you can go. You can go if you want." She said, "No, Niva, you're too good of a friend to me." So I thought that was really cool. So, so. yeah. So she's really loyal. Um, hmm. Ooh, if you could be any inanimate object, what would it be? Oh
1: my god. <laughs> I would be an old school microphone. Ooh. You know those, like, those like, microphones like from the 50s that are like on a stand and they're totally silver and they were used in the old broadcasting days? And yeah. I would want to be behind, to be able to listen by being the mic to all these different people that are speaking into this mic that have their own point of view and their own that's, opinion.
0: That's awesome. I love that idea. There's actually a microphone that um, Japan made. It's a microphone, a karaoke mic, that if you're shy and you don't want people to hear your singing voice, it's like a cup that goes around a microphone, so you just sing as loud as you want, no one hears it. <laughs> Which I don't really get because it's like, if, no matter what other people think, if you like to sing, sing. But it's like, I guess if you're shy and you want to get over it and sing in front of people, that singing in front of people do it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. Um let me think. Hmm. If you could be any food, what would it be? I'd be a cheeseburger.
1: You'd be a cheeseburger?
0: Huh. <laughs> They're really yummy. <laughs> they are yummy. I but I know. guess I'd want to be like the grossest thing so no one would eat me. Yeah. So it's a flunger. I would say broccoli, but I like broccoli.
1: Ooh, you like broccoli? I do. It's an acquired taste. Um,
0: I I, like raw broccoli. Oh, yeah? Raw? I don't like raw. I like cooked. Oh, you like like cooked? Nice cooked.
1: I would be Creole chicken because I would be spicy, passionate, flavorful, and I love Southern food. So that's the combo I'm going to go
0: with. Awesome. Um,. If you could be any animal, what would it be? Like, even if it's, like, a unicorn, what animal would it be?
1: I think too many people pick a unicorn. Um, I, really, I really like a monkey. I've always, I, I, I don't know, I, I think it's my Chinese symbol, too, but yeah. monkeys are really curious. They're just, they just yeah. want to know what's up. They're just kind yeah. of trying to figure things out. They're like these little psychiatrists, like little animal <laughs> creatures that just kind of, Check things out, and when they feel like making noises, they make weird noises. They don't yeah. care. Monkeys don't care. do not care what other people think of them. They I mean, don't. where are their monkeys?
0: I mean, they steal someone's banana. Yeah, they don't care. They don't care. They, like, they would probably jump in your swimming pool if they wanted to.
1: Yeah, they'll, they'll, like, pick things out of their ears. They'll make, like, weird monkey noises. They'll, like, you know, steal things. They don't care. They're just, like, being themselves.
0: I want to be a monkey.
1: See, I convinced you.
0: (laughs) You convinced me. Okay. Would you rather be a dragon or a fairy?
1: Dragon jumps out at me. I mean, maybe it's because I'm a guy. I don't know. Or maybe because I like Game of Thrones. I'm not sure what it is. (laughs) But the dragon sounds really cool. I can breathe fire when I feel like it. I mean, it's like it's like literally having a barbecue in your body at all times. <laughs> like, I
0: mean, oh, this meat is a little raw. Yeah,
1: yeah, you want to char something? If something's undercooked, I mean, it's you. You'd be the life of the party. Like if you someone, like, grills for, for you, and,
0: like, and you're, you're like, oh, this is a little undercooked, and they're like, oh, let me go toss that back on, your, on yeah, the grill. You could be like, Oh, never mind. Yeah. I like you, that.
1: You'll be the life of the party. Nobody needs to grill anymore. They just invite
0: you. Like, who needs a grill? Yeah. I would, if I was a dragon, I would blow into little cans and, and like, sell my cans of fire so see, people could have fire.
1: That's the entrepreneur eight-year-old in you.
0: Yep. <laughs> because no, no more grills, no more wasting electricity for warmth, done and done. That's true. Awesome. Well, you you nailed that.
1: If you were in a time machine, you could go back in time before they invented fire and you could like help people out.
0: Yes. Or I'd go around helping homeless people because they're cold. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you nailed that. So let's remind people where they can go to find out more about you.
1: Okay, so my website is reefkareem.com, R-E-E-F-K-A-R-I-M.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I have um I have something that might help out people that are watching or listening. Mm-hmm. I, I have an ebook on five ways to transform your life by saying no to normal. So essentially it's five ways you can totally transform your life. And if you go to reefkareem.com <laughs> Forward slash, say no to normal. Uh, you can download that ebook, and I, I really want everyone to feel confident in their true self and to truly express it with. I love that full passion.
0: I love that. Well, you did amazing. So, would you like to join me in the sign off?
1: Absolutely. Let's do this.
0: All right. Remember, kids, we all have superpowers, and we We can change change the world. world. Awesome. Thank you so much, Reeve. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Superpower Up Podcast, Superpower Kids Edition. Go now to SuperpowerKids.com and discover your superpowers today.